Hi, Sim. Hey, Anna. It's great to see you today. It's great to see you too. It's a beautiful day here in Southern California. (laughs) I love love your smiling face. (laughs) Fuck you. I'm excited to be here. You are? Yes, I love your new house. (laughs) (laughs) You're such an asshole. I don't know why. I don't know why that was funny. That was not funny. People think we're weirdos. They really do. I think genuinely people think we're weirdos and we just do this podcast for ourselves and that's it. Well, you know, we're all fucking weirdos, aren't we? I guess. But people do like the feedback. They've been enjoying well, the feedback. Well, I do too. It assures me that I'm unqualified. Yeah. People let but. us know that we suck at our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> they make sure of that. I'm going to read a couple of letters, but this is from last episode, from the Haley Atwell episode. And just to recap Jennifer's call, she called in because she cheated on her husband of five years and they have two small children together, and she actually developed feelings for her coworker. She told her husband kind of this a half truth. Such a hard call. She said that they made out. I think she did say that they made out, and that she had some emotional <sighs> feelings, but they never had sex. But they did have sex, so she lied to her husband about that. And she is interested in being with her husband and only her husband. But she knows that the other right. guy's going to come and back into her life, and she doesn't know what to tu- do. And yeah, she doesn't tugging know if she at her heart. Tell her husband everything. But it's so telling that that guy the guy that, you know, that she had the affair with, that he was a serial cheater. I'd like to read a few letters because the advice that we gave was... Uh, Awful? I guess they didn't really agree <laughs> with that. No, I think most people agreed with us. At least I'm hoping... Like, what do you say? What do you do? It's like, I You said you to happy? hold the beat and wait for the right moment, if at all. Yeah, I, and I, our I do stand by that because I think that there's a sense of relief that you get when you confess, but you're passing the burden on. But at the same time, how do you keep something from the person who's supposed to be the most intimate relationship? I don't know. I'm going to read some letters, and this is from Emily in Virginia. <laughs> First, I want to say how much I adore the podcast. You two have such a fun and sweet friendship, and I love all your intentions with your lovely guests it helps my long nights feel a little less long, so thanks. Well, thank you, Emily, for listening. Nice. I want to write in to give you a different view on Jessica's issue. I completely empathize with what she is going through, and I just want her to know she is not a terrible person, and she is not alone. Yes, cheating is bad, but loving two people is not. It is absolutely possible and even easy to be completely in love with two or more people at the same time. I encourage you to look into ethical non-monogamy, a.k.a. polyamory. That's interesting. It's very interesting. While polyamory is not for everyone, the basic principle behind it is not to restrict oneself from the many relationship opportunities we come across in our lives. If for you, one love is exactly what you want and your partner wants, then that is beautiful and you should both embrace it. But as with your situation, Jessica, if you find yourself wanting more, that's also totally okay and says nothing bad about you. In no way means your primary partner, in this case your husband, is not enough or you don't love him. It just means you are capable of giving and receiving love with many partners. Now, that being said, the key word here is ethical. This means that communication is vital and every party knows about each other. Lying, hiding things, or sneaking around are all still cheating. And cheating hurts not only the person being kept in the dark, but also those involved. Keeping that secret is a huge burden to bear. I can say from experience when I betrayed a former partner that the guilt never went away. It gets better at times, but comes crashing back down on you in times of stress. After years, it finally got to the point where I could no longer look my partner in the eye or stand to be in the same room because I was terrified he would somehow know. 
to be fair to your husband and to your marriage, you have to tell the truth. It's going to be scary and hard, but he deserves to know, and you deserve to not walk around with the guilt anymore. And I agree, just because you may have done something wrong and hurtful, this does not give your husband a free pass for any pain he has caused you in the past, like not being there for the birth of your second child. I wish you both the best, and I hope you can do some research together to find inspiration on how you want your rebuilt relationship to look in the future. I highly recommend the book Sex at Dawn. It's a beginner's book to polyamory. Sex at Dawn, I like it. What do you think? Oh, I think that Emily is way more qualified than we are. If you are able to find an agreement with your husband and continue your relationship with the man you had the affair with, just keep in mind he seems to identify as polyamorous and maybe just doesn't have the language for it yet. Again, cheating is always cheating, but if he has permission from you to continue seeing other women outside of the two of you, then I hope you all are able to continue to have a loving relationship. I truly wish you the best, Emily. Very interesting take. Very interesting and eye-opening too. I think that Emily has has a really fair point. I, I don't know what the approach is. Barbara writes in and she writes... First off, I want to say that the dude she's having the affair with is one walking red flag. He may be sexy, mysterious, and fun, but come on, girl. It's new and exciting, so the passion comes with all of that. Run away as fast as you can from him and don't sit around waiting for him to rekindle things because he will. And chances are, in between you and him being on and off, he's most likely cheating with someone else if it isn't you. So my friend is actually going through the very same thing right now. She's not married, but she has been with her current boyfriend for 10 years and they have a younger son together. The man my friend is having an affair with is married with two kids. And this isn't his first affair either. My friend's boyfriend also travels a lot for work, so she has been looking for a way out of her relationship for years. But neither of them want to leave their significant others based on how it might look to other people. I have been totally non-judgmental of her, but I think she needs to drop the married man because, just like the caller on today's episode, he will cheat on the next girl. Lastly, the fact that she seems to be secretly hoping her lover will rekindle things is not a good sign. Having love for someone and being in love are two different things, even though they may feel the same. She's not in love with her husband anymore, and I feel it's more about security and just keeping the family together at this point. Also, put yourself in your husband's shoes. How would you feel if he was doing the exact same thing to you and lied about it? Just all around messy, if you ask me. The married dude needs to be single since all he does is cheat on his wife. Ending advice, get divorced in the cleanest way possible. Also, never contact that married loser again. Drop him, find yourself, girl, and love your kids. With this situation, it did feel like, you know, there's this loss of identity that you have as a woman when you have young kids. You're a mom, and you suddenly get placed into this less sexy category, or at least maybe we feel that way. It did feel like with that caller with Jennifer that it was kind of less about the guy that she had the affair with and more about, of course, what she's going through internally. She didn't name, from what I remember, like any quality that she was really crazy about. It was just like the, it was like great sex and lust. And so for this time, she's feeling wanted and sexy again and, and like viewed in somebody else's eyes and, and how important that is. And of course that, you know, dissipates in a relationship after time, especially when you have kids. So I, I think it was much more about her own personal journey than about the dude, but I don't know. That's interesting. Cause you didn't mention that 
I think about the callers after we talk to them for a while and I think about what I could have said or, or like ruminating on their problems and because they're so familiar. It's what everyone is going through and and I don't feel like I always have the right words to express some of this stuff and I still don't. But I do think that this is about her identity, that if it wasn't him, it may you know be somebody else. It felt like she, Jennifer's looking for something. So here's a male perspective. This is from Robbie, and he's writing in from Scotland. This is the first time I'm emailing you with a response regarding a caller. Whilst I love you guys deeply, I'm troubled by what I deem was a lack of assertive advice to Jennifer. Yeah. I feel as though you were extremely lenient on her, and her constant interjecting that she was a bad person to me was her way of trying to liken herself to you and the listeners. While I concede that it serves no purpose beating Jennifer up or trying to make her feel bad, I do not think that Jennifer's glaring red flags were properly highlighted, and if I may, I'd like to address her directly. Jennifer, the fact that you confessed to your husband, by all accounts, sounds terrific. A half-truth and held-back key information makes me think that you know deep down that if he found out everything, he would leave you. You say you're surprised that he continues to love you and forgive you and you're confused by his guilt in the situation. But Jennifer, why wouldn't he feel guilty? To him, you're his loving and honest wife that has found much needed tension that he wasn't providing you. You're proclaiming that you resisted these urges because of him and he is of course feeling guilt. Haley mentioned that by telling him you're merely freeing yourself from guilt and only hurting him. While this in part is true, it again only focuses on your needs and wants. Doesn't this wonderful man, in your own words, deserve the respect to know who he's married to? Right now, he's living a lie, and it is not fair to him. You ask what you can do if this asshole you had an affair with creeps back into your life? You tell him to get the fuck away from you, because you're a grown-up and a married woman. I think you need to be a grown adult and a good person and be completely honest with your husband. Otherwise, this will linger and grow within your marriage. When it comes to relationships, the number one stereotypical complaint we always have is, why didn't they tell me? Why weren't they honest? Why did they lie to me? Sure, we complain about cheaters, but it's not so much the act itself, it's the betrayal, it's the deceit. Secrets and lies haunt people, and I don't want that for you. I want to finish up by saying that you do not seem like a terrible person. We all fuck up. And your love for Anna speaks volumes in my eyes as to your character. I just don't want you or him to potentially waste your time on a relationship that might not even truly exist. I wish you all the best, Jennifer. Love you, Anna, and fuck you, Sim. <laughs> Robbie from Scotland. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. And thank you. You know, we always try to create a, a pretty safe space for our callers. So it's just important for me to not be hypercritical or heavy-handed because I truly don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Do you think it was wrong for me to read that last letter? Do you think that was a no, little too No, no, no. The thing is, is that I'm incredibly flawed and you're not flawed at all, Sim. But <laughs> yeah, right. It's hard to pass judgment on anybody when I think that people need to be heard and we get a lot of amazing callers that talk about their issues that all of us have. I'm just always hesitant to be judgmental. But having said that, you know, I think that I love this feedback. I love getting different point of views. Yeah, completely. Really All right. We've been keeping our listeners... Captivated. Cap yeah, captivated or captive, I should say. <laughs> I love you to, guys. Let's get to Billy Eichner. Yeah, we'll cut that part out where yeah. you live, though. Okay. It's just... 
8329. Is that like Doheny, South Doheny <laughs> yeah. Drive? The corner of... <laughs> and you walk your dog uh, in. Yeah, exactly. And I don't have a dog, dog. yet. Yes. I'm not that LA at the moment. Maybe one day. What do you like and not like? Um, I like all the cliched things about LA. You are looking like a like. little bit of a cliche right now. I know. You have your finger against your temple. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I love uh, it. No, no. Listen, <laughs> look. I'm a fucking cliche. I like the weather. Yeah. Um, you like Pequino Moss? Pequino Moss? Pequino Moss since 1984. Oh, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's a, oh well, let us introduce you. Oh, all right. I see a box of matzah here. Is that here for me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, wait, sorry. What else? Yeah. Um, I, you know, there's been like a mass migration from New York to California in the past few years amongst a lot of my New York friends, even those who are not in show business. Is that like because of the crazy winters you've I been having? I think the weather in New York has gotten worse and I don't know. Rents I think rising. A lo- it's so expensive there. Is sinking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I still love New York. Don't get me wrong. And I, I have the luxury of having to go all the time for various work things. So it's not like I'm not in New York. So I just wanted a little bit of a change of pace. Do you have a favorite New York song? Mm, that's a good question. I do like New York, New York. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but I mean, the Liza Minnelli version, not the bullshit Frank Sinatra version. I like that one from. Um, <laughs> that's a controversial what's statement. The, uh, Alicia Keys. Well, I like. Oh, yeah, that's a state of mind. Yeah, sure. But I like the one from. Oh, what's that musical with the boat? And not the movie that I have coming up. As I plug my own movie. <laughs> no, the Take Me Back to Manhattan. Oh, is that on the town? Take Me Back to New York. I know that song. I'm just longing to see once more my little home on the um, there's Anything a, goes. Yes. Oh, oh, anything goes. Good for you. Yeah. Thanks. Cassie one. was furiously typing it up <laughs> while I was, um, yeah, trying to, yeah. I was like tap dancer number three. In oh, yeah, junior, congratulations. Junior Thank you. Yeah, belated. Yeah, Congrats. I was mad. I was mad. I had been in a drama program. I thought that I had like earned, uh, you know, a bigger role. Yeah. A speaking part. Well, that's but, Hollywood uh, for you. Turns out oh. I was doing the Charleston in the back <laughs> and painting the set. <laughs> Got to start somewhere. Yep. 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 Okay. So you went to Northwestern. I did. I know I did. I on occasion I'll do mm-hmm. a, the tiniest a bit, bit of research. Yeah, oh. please don't like overestimate me. No, I won't. I haven't. I went to Northwestern. You haven't. Yeah. <laughs> um, I went to Northwestern. <laughs> I was a theater major. Did a lot of musical theater. Speaking of anything goes. What did you do? I did chess. I did Little Shop of Horrors. I did funny thing happened on the way to the forum. I did, that was at Northwestern. And then I also did some student musicals. There were students there writing original musicals, which oh was very cool. Oh my God. Yeah. I need to hear a song from the original, from an original. Please. <laughs> I can't sing Please, it right come now. on. <laughs> I can't come sing on, it right throw now. me a bone. I don't even remember. Billy. I mean, it was 20, I'm old. It was t- Billy. over 20 years ago. Is it like, I'm in pain? There was a little bit I'm of that. In- <laughs> there was a little bit of that. It was a lot of like white privileged kids singing she about being lonely. She abused me. She abused me. Yeah. He abused me again. It was like, um, yeah, we never quite. I, well, it wasn't exactly that. Um, I but, won't yeah. do meth anymore, Mom. 
I wish it was that. That's like Pulitzer material. Because <laughs> singing about meth, at least like, oh, there's like some social activism involved. We were just singing about like, he broke up with me. Mom, I need some cash. Well, no one needed cash because it was Northwestern. So <laughs> I got to go to the fucking dentist, Mom. You put me on Adderall too young. Adderall, Adderall, Adderall. Adderall the musical is a good idea. That's like an off-Broadway hit waiting to happen. I wish there was no Adderall back then. This was pre-Adderall. That's how old I am. Oh. All we had was like Ritalin. Born. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> we wrote a play in high school. Our drama teacher let us write a play called Third Street Purgatory. Oh. And I grew up uh, north of Seattle in the suburbs, mm. and it was about the L.A. riots. It was about a group of uh, white kids that oh, were got caught in the... Kids. Oh, yeah. Uh, got caught <laughs> nice in, to see them represented, <laughs> finally. 7-Eleven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and at one point, like, we all wrote our own monologues. We, we directed them. Like, we broke the fourth wall oh. and said, you know, our monologue to the audience. And uh, a few of us got suspended. Um, and... Uh, Wow. Yeah, and our drama teacher. For breaking the fourth wall? <gasps> yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Suspended by who? The Tony Committee? I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. Man. So I know, I do know the journey. I didn't invite my parents. Oh. And they were kind of devastated. They were like, they found out about it for the about the play by some other parents. and um, Who knew theater was so rebellious? Oh. Man, it was like, this is the most important work I could ever possibly do. <laughs> and it turned out it was. <laughs> Third Street Purgatory. Yeah. Third Street uh, Purgatory is yeah, 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 hilarious. Yeah, yeah, we all die in the end. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Yep. But there can't be a sequel, which is the only <laughs> downside to that. Well, you know, could you be like a, yeah. Third Street. Hell have it. I don't know. Billy, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Dear listeners, Billy Eichner is my guest today. And right. he's fucking awesome. I'm all right. You're amazing. Oh, that's and nice you're handsome. You. I'm okay. Uh, your hair looks pretty good. You have fucking great hair. I, I did it myself. Oh, yeah. I've learned how to do it by like watching all these professionals doing it. On YouTube? It. No, like, you know, when they come into your hair when you're, like, oh, you, about you're to go somewhere. Like that, right? Oh, right, yes. Like, do you they, know, you do like, like a, a press thing or do something. Do you have, like, a, like a dryer and, a, like, a I do a have a hair dryer. I don't use, a, like, a brush. I mean, I don't use all the things they use, but I can sort of throw it together. So I had an ex that used to use a lot of Tancho stick. Are you I don't familiar? even know what that is. Oh, you don't? Okay, then this mm. story is going nowhere. Sim does, maybe. Uh, yeah, it, it has a, it like has, a lavender stick that's yeah. really sticky. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It that has a very, well, it's like a popular guy, like, oh. you know, dude gel thing. Oh, it's just like a hair gel. Yes, but it has a very, very particular scent to it. Oh. And I was going to ask you if you had a scent from like an ex or like a memory that is tough. I for don't, you to, I'm not a, um, 
like a fragrance person in general. I'm not like a cologne person, either for me or whoever I'm with at the time. Like who, then what are you then? I just, I just like a, what do you mean? What am I? Like a size, like what? Like a visual? <laughs> well, you, like know, a, you know how some people like really into like, like a candles. Like I have a lot of gay friends who are like, this candle. They're candle crazy? I spent $700 on this candle. It smells, it smells like molasses and matzah, you, you know, or whatever it is. <laughs> like, and I'm just not, I don't love it. I don't care about a candle. I just want things to be neutral. Really? All right. Neutral scent wise. But sometimes there is a scent. Well, out of out of nowhere, you'll smell something and it'll take you back to something very specific from your childhood, which is always so strange. I always we've talked about this on the podcast years ago. Mm-hmm. I always felt like men's balls a lot of times oh. smell like old Cheerios with depth. What's what do you mean depth? Like um, like there's. By the a, way, notice I didn't I didn't I roll know. my eyes at old uh, Cheerios. You sure, you're right? But um, yeah, like there's the there's a particular sort of oat dust yeah with an, an undercurrent of yeah of like of, mm-hmm. of musk which i think is a gentle way yeah. of saying like skunk or right would you, you know. like the smell i'm fucked up okay i sort of do that's what i thought well yeah i know because like we're all animals yeah i know but i get but i also like the smell of skunk too though oh i don't like skunk no no so if i get you a candle it'll be balls Yes. Ball scented. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but I want like I want like the dorm rat ball scent. Oh, I want like that's... the dude that hasn't showered in like wow. six days. We're really getting to know you. Yeah. Uh... Finally, <laughs> it only took six hundred episodes. Wow, that's intense. That's more than like musky. That's like a pronounced smell. If but you hey, can capture it in a candle. Right, exactly. Uh, I'll do I my would, best. You know, I'll speak to the people at I'll Sephora. Feel... <laughs> <laughs> do they do candles? I don't even know. Balls. Yeah. Balls number five. Do you have anything that smells like balls? <laughs> <laughs> Go into a really fancy candle store. We're going to get not strong sued. enough. I'm sorry. Um, so, Billy, so you like LA. Um, I do. I'm sorry. That was a boring conversation, like, intro, wasn't it? I should come up I didn't with even know we started. Do you like doing improv? Um, well, on Billy on the Street, it's a lot of improv. But you get to control it. I do. How do you feel about well, being on the contro- other I, end I can't of control what they're going to say or how they're going to react to me. Um, so I can't control the whole thing. Um, I What's weird is that I never really loved doing improv sort of coming up in the comedy world. I took all the classes at, Upri- at Upright Citizens Brigade thinking I would like it and i did like the classes the teachers were amazing you know, i love ucb i just personally didn't get off on doing improv every night why because i i'm sort of with you a little because, bit because by the way it's the hardest thing in the world to do and i have the utmost admiration for people who do it all the time because it's so challenging um I came, this is going to sound very pretentious, but what else is new? Um, I came from the theater world. I grew up in New York wanting to be an actor, going to see a lot of Broadway and off-Broadway shows, and my parents loved theater, and I went to Northwestern and was a theater major and did musical theater, and I kind of stumbled into comedy later on. So for me, an improv show felt a little um, insular, 
Like it didn't comment on what was happening in the world. There was no story. I know sometimes a story develops like miraculously, but it wasn't, it just, there's no emotion to it. Now, some people will say like, well, what about this improv show? Like TJ and Dave, they're amazing. And like emotion develops in the midst of the show. And I totally get all that. It's not the same as going to see a play. For me, that's just what I like. When you were growing up and and studying theater, were, mm-hmm. were you did you lean more towards a dramatic element? Or? Not necessarily. I mean, I was always the guy in the play that people would say like, "Oh, you're really funny." But I never at Northwestern. If if, if you had told me at Northwestern I was going to be kind of known as a comedian, I would have said, "What the hell are you talking about?" Like if you would have said, "Oh, you're going to become known improvising and screaming at people on the street." I would have said, what the hell are you talking about? That sounds like a nightmare. When you are interacting with strangers on the street, do you find that it's better to have sort of a less flamboyant personality? Um, have you seen the show? Yes, of course I have. I, I love it, but but I don't know. No, but I it, just mean I'm pretty flamboyant on no, the no, show. No, 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 no. But, but I mean the strangers that you encounter. Mm-hmm. Like what do you gravitate towards? Because you have like crazy people that seem like they're completely fucked up or mm-hmm. whatever. And then, but then there's also sort of people that don't know what's going on and you're, you play so well, you play so well off of both realms. Mm. I just didn't know if there was, if you had a preference. Does that make sense? What I'm asking? Yeah, it does. You know, I, the biggest lesson for me from doing Billy on the street all these years. And remember I'm filming 10 times more footage than anyone gets to see is don't judge a book by its cover. So I've learned to to walk in the street and not try to predict based on what a person's wearing or what they look like that they might be in, in uh, interesting or uninteresting or funny or not funny because you literally never know. Some people that look quote unquote crazy or wacky or they're wearing something over the top or something and you might think oh they might be fun you encounter them and you try to interact with them and you realize that they're very shy. They're scared of the camera. They don't want to be on TV. They don't want to interact at all. And then the most unassuming person has a ton to say, you know, and people from a certain demographic who you might just on gut instinct think, oh, they'll know about this show, but probably not this other show. Always wrong. You know, you know, because everyone, especially and one of the reasons Billy on the Street works in New York is because even the average person by New York standards is pretty media savvy. Right. They might not care because one of the sort of ongoing jokes about Billy on the Street is that I can run around with a very famous person and these New Yorkers are going about their day and don't really give a fuck. Right. Some of them. Some of them do. Some of them don't. But there's a general media savviness and a savviness to the world at large that allows the show to work there. And I don't know if I've answered your question, but I've learned to not prejudge too much about who I'm going to speak to and what I'm going to ask them about. Because I feel you you'll go up to people who are on their phones sometimes mm-hmm. or have headphones in. Yeah. And sometimes that's that Which, works really well sometimes. And also right? that's pretty much everyone now. Right. So if I walked right. around trying to avoid someone right, not right. looking at their phone right. or w- without headphones on, I'd have no one to talk to. Right. And also it helps get you know, that kind of uh, spur of the moment, caught off guard reaction that can be really funny. I feel like if you ran up to me, mm-hmm. I, w- I would be a little terrified. Yeah. Do I, you get a lot of terror? Yeah, people get scared. I mean, you see that on the show. But it's for me, it's the equivalent of like a surprise party. 
of like you know, yelling like boo, you know, like yeah. It, but then you offer a dollar and then you don't give it. Well, if they agree with me, if I like them, I'll give it to them. <laughs> That's the fun of Billy yeah, on the street. But what the fuck, man? We can't like agree with you all the time because we don't even know what the fuck. Like, ah, it's got to be so frustrating. Well, if we had an encounter mm-hmm. and you were like, oh, do you like this person or this person? Mm-hmm. Wrong. The whole rest of my day, I'd be like, oh, I didn't get that fucking buck, man. I right. didn't get that fucking Well, dog. that's the game of life. My friends, oh, it's really just a metaphor for life. I'm Billy in the on union. The <laughs> well, that's what I would have been. I would have been yeah. like, I am a SAG member. You cannot use that footage. We've had people say that because it's New York City, so there are a lot of actors, you know, like running around. I've, we've had people say like, I'm sorry, you can't use that. I'm an Aftra. I did a radio voiceover in 1986, and you can't use my footage unless you pay me like ten thousand dollars. And it's like, you know what? Somehow we won't use your footage and be okay. I did, I did that. This is an embarrassment. I don't think I've ever told this story. I, the real world came to Seattle. Oh my God. And I went to a bar where mm-hmm. the real world, they were shooting there. And there were like these signs up. And I didn't go there for that reason Was because this like I'm bitter. This, this is real world. So it must have been 1905, Yeah, I remember real world with Puck. Yeah, probably. And then uh, yeah, they worked I at think. the fish oh, no, 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 market that for was, a while. No, that was, that was San Francisco. Francisco. I forget yeah, who was in yeah. Seattle. I did too. I, okay. Yeah, they may have. But I went to this bar. I had to sign. Like, I, I remember being like, oh my God, the real world. Like, I was too, too good for. Oh, like too polished or something? No, not polished. Oh. I just felt like. I'm above, like, I don't know what the fuck. It's that theater snobbery. Mm, and I know it well. Which was, it's so stupid. It was just me being a fucking ding dong. So we go into the bar with some friends. I end up getting into an arm wrestling contest with one of the, the people on the mm-hmm. show. And afterwards Ooh. they came up to me and they were like, you know, we need you to sign this waiver. I lost, but not without, it was a struggle. Yeah, I was, I'm proud, you know. I'm, you know, I'm feisty when I want to be. Right, right. Um, and afterwards, like, the producer's like, okay, can you sign this waiver? And I remember being, like, and I was kind of tipsy. And <laughs> I remember being like, fuck you, I'm in SAG. I'm not signing this. Like, <laughs> and it was so stupid of me. Right. I mean, not that, it just was, it, looking back, It was. it's just embarrassing that that was like, that's what I'm going to hang my hat on. Well, like, going back to my dorm room. With my four dollars, being like, "Yep, I was almost on the real world, but I told those bitches to suck it." <laughs> yeah. Well, it's true. You know, when we're doing um, Billy on the street, I don't want anyone on the show who didn't want to be on the show. Do you know right, what I mean? Yes. Some yeah. people want to be on TV. Some people don't. I get it. You know, if if I if we if I think or one of the producers thinks that I've had a funny interaction, we might try for a minute to convince someone to sign the release who maybe's on the fence. But ultimately, if they don't want to sign it, we let it go. But Billy, know? do you want to be on this podcast? Do you like yeah, podcasts? I love podcasts. You do? Is That's this... why I'm sitting here. I know, and I love you for that. But do you like the process of podcasting? I do. I don't do like a ton of them. So I only do the ones with people that you might I like. like. Yes. <gasps> Thanks, Billy. I'll let you know how this one goes. When oh, done. God. <laughs> You're not going to sign your contract, no, are I'm you? I'm definitely going to. I, I, now I'll I give always you sign a the burrito. release. <laughs> a masa burrito? Do they Actually, make we don't have any contracts here. You oh, just, cool. uh, as soon as you walk in yeah, the door. Podcasts are like the Wild West. So. I know. Isn't it great? Love it. Ugh. One day they won't be, you know. Oh, 
I know. Oh God. Is there like a podcast union? No, we I start it. We're gonna no. start a union. You should be like the yeah. Norma Ray of podcasts. All future podcasters have to like contribute like four grand. By the on, way, like, this on a will be exist in like two years. I'm sure. Um, oh, how absolutely. Could, how could it not? Right. <laughs> Um, I didn't come on to talk about unions, but I'm glad we are. It's important. Um, hey, so, okay, yes. a, a few things. I, I yeah. do want to talk to you about uh, Glam Up the Midterms. I would love to. Okay, will you tell us a little, a little bit about that? It says yes. that you're getting millennials excited to vote in the midterms. Well, God damn it, we're going to try. We need everyone to vote. So yeah. Glam Up the Midterms is a voter registration initiative I started with my friends at Funny or Die, who've been producing Billy on the Street, among many other things, for many years. Uh, Will Farrell and Adam McKay and all those guys. And so I reached out to them uh, six months ago or so, and I said, I want to do something, because uh, I saw the statistics of how many people vote in the midterm elections. And depending on what you read, only between 12 and 20% of millennial voters voted in the last midterm in 2014, which is a very low number. To be honest, then I thought about myself and I said, you know what? I'm a pretty like politically engaged person. I've skipped many a midterm in my day, as we all have. And we have to admit that we've done that in the past, most of us, and that it's not the right thing to do. And you can't really complain about what's going on in the world unless you vote. And you really can make a difference. You know, there's no electoral college in the midterm the way there is in the presidential election. Every vote really does count. And so what we're going to be doing with Glam Up the Midterms is going around the country using a mix of videos on social media and local events we're doing all over uh, to help register voters, millennial voters specifically, give them information about which candidates are running. We're a nonpartisan effort. It's not about telling you who to vote for. I mean, you can go on Twitter and find out what I think about who you should vote for. But Glam Up is just there to help you get registered, give you the information you need to know when and where to vote, and just keep reminding you how important it is to vote and bring your friends because there's a lot of outrage out there, but none of it means anything unless you go vote. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. That's amazing. So that's what we're trying to do. We have our first one. I don't know when this podcast will air, but we have our first event coming up um, on April 12th in San Diego with me and Will Farrell. And Will's going to be Ron Burgundy in San Diego. And I'm going to be interviewing him about the local San Diego uh, primary that's coming up. We're going to be doing an event at RuPaul's Drag Con here uh in in may and then there'll be more events rolling out over the summer i feel like you should uh give out like more stickers you know you get a sticker if you vote i know and you people get to, love those stickers oh, i love that yeah. sticker i get to <laughs> wear it around with self-righteousness yeah, you know? i know exactly that's what i mean but at least then you've earned your self-righteousness right but i wonder maybe i could help contribute some stickers well you know what you know that's what something i'll that I'll take say your sticker. and never do okay I'll you'll take, take my sticker, sticker. okay yeah all right. That's not a euphemism. I will take the stick. We can make it smell like balls, like you like, like a scratch oh, and sniff. Never. I voted sticker. That's a good idea. One sponsored by you and the entire cast of Mom that smells like testicles. Uh, Musky and college we need testicles. more here. A couple more. Yeah. Here on the set of Mom. I love that. Um, okay, so can we do a little bit of a game? By all means. Yeah, I'd love to. Okay. I don't know if you're single. I am, but... Okay. Sure. All right. Okay. So you didn't have to confess that. Well, but why now not? that you open the door, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, do you like being single? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I've always been a good single person. I'm not like a huge relationship person. Well, like, what do you mean? That's the interesting thing to say. 
Because I've always been kind of like a relationship person. No, most people are. But I admire that mm-hmm. in you. So wait, what about being single is gratifying? And what about like being in a relationship is gratifying to you? That's a um, pretty broad question. I could have I just, done better with that. No, I get what you're trying to say. Um, I mean, there are pros and cons to everything. Right. I think a lot of people are in relationships simply to be in a relationship, right? And so my thing is that I know pretty early on if this person is going to be a person who I really, really, really like enough and I'm uh, attracted to enough and vice versa to actually have a relationship with them. Because I know a lot of times you're trying to like convince yourself you like the person. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of that. So I don't like to get into that. That to me is, is actually more stressful than being single, a lot more stressful. So for me, it's just kind of like waiting for the person to come along that I actually want to spend all that time with. Because I don't think there are many people you would actually realistically want to spend that much time with and worry about their problems, please. I admire this. Yeah. Because I think Thank a lot you. of people, especially in the entertainment industry, tend to be codependent, mm-hmm. sort of relationship-oriented yes. types of people. Um, maybe it's because of the constant rejection that you get within mm. the industry that makes you cling on to like a sort of a sense of security with something else. I don't know. That makes perfect sense. I was also, you know, I was an only child. So I think that just makes you very self-reliant from a young age. I was really career focused. And it's like when I didn't have any money, I really didn't want to be in a relationship. Like why drag someone down with me? And now that I am more successful, now I'm just really busy. So it's like I have money, but time is, is tricky to manage and so again like if i'm gonna work someone into all of this then that has to be someone i really really someone who who should i really want to deal with 24 7 that's a short list (laughs) i don't know if anyone's on the list (laughs) so far no one (laughs) okay so you are a perfect candidate then (laughs) for our next segment i'm ready (laughs) called deal breakers oh (laughs) everything's a deal breaker (laughs) find something that isn't a deal breaker okay yeah sorry okay he likes to rollerblade yes or no is that a deal breaker yeah so if he likes to rollerblade i wouldn't date him well no i'm fine with rollerblading okay it's a little weird who the fuck still rollerblades but okay see this is what i'm uh thread better rollerblade than roller skates (laughs) no okay but he's six foot four that's good. So on rollerblades, he's like seven feet tall. I mean, is it Minute Bowl? I mean, who is it? Um, <laughs> that's a basketball player, and I'm shocked I know that name. Is he still playing? Is he retired? I Probably. think he's dead. <laughs> Minute Bowl is dead. Sin, come the in one man I wanted. You see? Um, R.I.P. Minute Bowl, by the way. I didn't know he was dead. And so don't send me angry tweets, okay? I'll make a donation somewhere rollerblades are fine next okay he wears a pinky ring always that's very hard to deal with i'll say this i have nothing against a pinky ring on paper but the thought of me falling for someone who was constantly wearing a pinky ring is hard to imagine would you inquire yeah i'd be like 
what kind of person wears a pinky ring? Why are you wearing one? It was given to me by my great-grandfather. I don't care. And he survived the Great Potato Famine in Ireland. Oh, so, that's not my so problem. A good luck charm. <laughs> Why should we all suffer? <laughs> your grandfather survived a potato famine now i have to look at your damn pinky ring for 10 years oh my god i wore the wrong color socks i'm just realizing sorry what are you talking about your socks are amazing white socks i didn't i wasn't thinking about it i, don't, anyway, I think you look fantastic very low maintenance as you're you can very, see you're very handsome. why is billy single thank okay. you that's nice I can I can be sweet. I hope you get that impression of me. I've always thought you were very sweet. Thanks. Yes, that's definitely what I'm comes not. out of my my phone when I'm listening to this. Oh, that's sweet that you it's true. even listen to this. I do. Um, during sex, he calls you Billy Eichner. Uh, no, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. I mean, Billy Eichner, that's weird. It sounds like he, he's like this close to like tweeting it, like live <laughs> tweeting it, which I don't think anyone wants to hear. But what if he's really famous? Who? I need person, specific. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, names. Uh, uh, there aren't that many like famous out gay actors. Uh, I mean, they're just not. You're right. That aren't in a committed and most relationship. Of them are, like, married. Yes. Seriously. I know. It's like me and Andy Cohen. Fuck. Okay, Andy Cohen. I've is known like, him for a hundred years. And so he's that, like Billy Eichner. No, Billy, if Andy Billy, Cohen's gonna Billy. have sex with someone, he's yelling out his own name, Andy Cohen. <laughs> I'm Andy Cohen, and I'm having sex with you. <laughs> and I say that with so much love as a friend of his for many years. <laughs> I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. He tells you that he is 45, but his ID says oh. that he is 38. That's a little weird, but I have nothing against 45, obviously. Are you lying about it? I'm not one to lie about age. So that's that would be... That would sound insecure to me. That's a turnoff. Wait, that he's older than he's that that he's claiming? No, isn't he claiming he's younger? No, he's claiming no. he's older. He's 40. He tells you that he's 45. But he's secretly but he, 38? Yes. <laughs> who is that? I don't know who that would be. That's an unusual thing. I know. <laughs> oh, you know someone that did that? No, no. I just oh. think it's intriguing. <laughs> it's just odd. I would want to know what the philosophy was behind that. It's so unusual. I don't know what to think. 
Well, he's um, he's got a bit of gray hair, and okay. um, I'm okay with that. I like them. On very your first old. date, he tells you that um, that he rioted in the L.A. riots, and wow. um, like after Rodney King, yeah, was not planning for this conversation <laughs> to go to Rod the Rodney King trial. Yeah. But here we are. That's 2018 for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd love to not talk about Rodney King right now in relation to my dating life. You have to understand that when you see his ID accidentally, mm-hmm. you realize that this is all a lie. Like, right. Oh, I see. No, been... I, don't, I don't like lying. So I would say no. I would say no. No lying on your ID about your age. What have you lied about? I'm not like a big like liar. Um, what have I lied about? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't really know like major thing. I don't. I don't think anything major. This is deep. I mean, I've lied a fucking shit ton. Well, we all do like stupid lies, but like major lies that like about like your identity. I don't know if I've ever done that. Amy's here. Amy's pregnant. Um, oh, congratulations! I, 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 so Sim, he dated. A gal that used to lie about her age, and it became, it became a little awkward. And Amy, I hope that doesn't make you uncomfortable. Well, she claimed that she was a year younger than she actually was. Yeah, which felt like sort of insignificant, like you know. And I knew for a long time too, and I just never called on it. She said it in front of us too. I know it was very strange. It was weird. Oh. And I finally called her out on it after she broke up with me, and then she got angry at me and said that, "Oh, you looked me up." Do you look people up? Before you... They, I mean, you, yeah, if I don't know them at all, like if I meet them on an app or like at a bar or something, and yeah, I'll, I will look them up. Everyone looks everyone up, right? I don't. You won't even like look at their Instagram or something? No. Really? Well, I, I mean, I'm practically a virgin. <laughs> well, <laughs> you have a child that implies otherwise, but... <laughs> but okay. Well... Just because some things come out doesn't mean that other things go in. That's true. I mean, I just watched Jesus Christ Superstar, so I know that whole story. I think nowadays you can't really... when Because when I first got to L.A. in 99, I knew some actresses that lied about their age. Because at the time, you could do that. Mm-hmm. And I think it was sort of expected and like sort of a little bit of the norm. Mm-hmm. You can't do that shit anymore did, at did all. They, like, someone sued IMDb, right? And lost. Mm-hmm. An actor sued IMDb and lost because they didn't want their age put online for every director in Hollywood to see. And I, and they lost because it's it's real information that's out there. Like you can't stop someone from putting a fact out into the world. Or a false fact. Well, these days. Don't get me started. <laughs> um, okay. He has a chicken coop in his bedroom because he likes fresh, free range eggs for breakfast. Definitely would fuck that guy. You totally would? In yeah. the bedroom. No, I'm kidding. I don't want any chickens anywhere. No chickens. But they're really good eggs. I mean, those are like some golden yolks. I don't like... No, that's like a... No, it smells. Well, you would like that probably. What? Why would you assume that of me? Well, because you like weird smelling things. <laughs> in the bedroom? Well, I don't, I want, don't, no, I don't a, want chickens. I don't need a chicken in the bed. Although I would... I would like a, a delicious omelet. 
Oh, like I that's appreciate like a strong, oh. egg, you know, with a nice like embryo, like, you like, know. Yeah, like a leaky. No, um, no, 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 not leaky. Oh, oh you mean like, it, no, no. Oh, I, runny, I, runny. Well, runny I, was, I was going a little more scrambled. Oh. But I like it that you're going over easy there. I um, like both, but I don't want like chickens walking around while like I'm going down on someone. There's enough pressure. But don't you, wouldn't, isn't there any part of you that would find that sort of charming? Chickens? I'm not like fucking old McDonald. You're a hard-hearted man. That I don't want to have sex in a chicken coop? You hate love. I don't. I just don't like chickens. You like voting, but you hate love. I like eating chickens. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. They are are pretty good. Is this the part where Sim is like, should we cut that out? Because are we going to get like... I'm not the first person to eat a chicken in the world. I mean, I feel for the chickens, but look, I, I can't solve everything. Is there like an animal, say, that you wouldn't eat? I mean, anything that, you know, illegal, I wouldn't eat. Like a dolphin? I'm not eating a dolphin. <laughs> this is really sad. My God, we're on the set of Mom. Have some respect. Would you eat earthworms? No. No. Although I feel like that'll be a thing soon. Oh, it totally will. I think there'll be an article on Vulture about how, like, Shalane Woodley's eating earthworms now. <laughs> Everybody follow suit. <laughs> the set of Big Little Eyes, season two. Everyone's eating their earthworms. Shalane Woodley brought them to work, and Reese can't get enough of them. You, like, all you do is, like, cover them in some panko crumbs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you heat, like, They're you delicious. just have to, like, heat the oil up Although, to, like, Although, I guess a vegan would not eat an earthworm. Five degrees. Right. Well, I don't know. I mean, I am vegan, but I, w- I yeah, no, but I don't. Th- I think the things that live under the soil, like it doesn't. What are you count. talking about? It you doesn't have, count. Really? Yeah, it doesn't count. Think about carrots. Think yeah. about potatoes. Like I eat those things. They're leeks, not. Al- they're not onions. alive in the same way that a a worm is alive. But now then- I'm fighting for worms' rights. <laughs> My God, I hate this whole year. Now I'm a social justice warrior for worms' rights. <sighs> okay, he lives... Exhausting. He lives in a repurposed school bus. Okay, where are you getting these guys from? <laughs> this is a very sad... This is why I'm single. A you, repurposed You don't even know anything bus? about him yet. I don't want anyone who lives on a bus. No offense. Okay, but it's Anyone who's living on a bus eating worms. Stylish inside. I know you can own a bus. Didn't like Whoopi Goldberg travel exclusively via bus for so many what, years? So what, you're eliminating Whoopi? No, I'm saying she's... That would maybe make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would have sex with Whoopi Goldberg because I'm gay, but I think we could definitely live together for a few months and have a great time. Yeah, you guys are going to go see like all the monuments she in likes tall. Utah. She likes tall men. Yeah. How do you know that? Yeah, that was an odd Hello. thing to say. She dated Ted Danson. She dated Frank Langella. A lot of tall men. She dated Frank Langella? Yeah. That's don't a, you have freaking Google? That's a very odd couple. I, I love know, that, by the but way. But I'm that's just amazing. saying she dated Frank Langella. This is many years ago. This is, this is the type of information that I have filled up my body with instead of love. We've got to figure out what the fuck Whoopi is doing in bed, man. <sighs> what is she doing? I think Whoopi is probably great in bed. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 Passionate. Fun. Like, yes. So no school bus? 
No. Are you sure? Can, you can would I, just I would eliminate like to that? be with someone who like has their own apartment at the very least. You can be a renter. That's as far as I'm willing to go. Okay, but let's say he's independently wealthy. And living on a bus like a freak? <laughs> no, I don't want that. You have just offended. Anyone listening <laughs> living in a bus right now? No, uh, well, we had, we had an idea for this mm-hmm. guy. So I don't know if, if this will make a difference. Okay. Can I sell you on this at all? You can try, but it's not a great list so far. But keep going. His name is Cider. Okay. And is this a real um, person? No, you made up this person. Yeah. Well, what's am I dreaming? You? What's happening right now? Um, He's a yeah. graphic designer. I like that's a good. That's good. Yeah. No. No. And this bus is nice. Oh, he's still living on the bus. No yeah. fucking way. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm not. Where should we stay tonight? My place or your bus? No, thanks. Why are you trying to sell me on cider? I just don't want you I'm to single. die alone. Bitch. I don't think I'm going to. It's gonna are be you me, sure about that? Me, Shalane, you have the earthworms. Mixed everybody. This was a terrible list of qual- of criteria, though. Okay, well, wait, t- then tell us. What could we have done better with their deal breakers? <laughs> like what? He has braces? What? Like he This isn't gonna air, is it? <laughs> <laughs> this is some sort of audio test. <laughs> I don't know what is happening. My god, there's a pregnant woman here and this is how you entertain her. So <sighs> no, but but what would be your ideal partner then? I a nice Smart. Oh God. Good looking, Fuck funny, you. professional man. Could you be any less specific? Well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I like what I like. I like when I see it, you know? I'm not someone who's like, here's my type. They have to have blonde hair and be like five ten, but they can't be five eleven. I, I know I like it. I I know it when I see it. Do you like being set up or do you like meeting people just randomly and spontaneously? I'll be set up, but I need to see a lot of photos first and I need a lot of information. You are such a fucking dick. Excuse me. Well, here's the thing is that they, if they, if they know who I am, some people do, some people don't. But if you're like, oh, do you want to go out with Billy Eichner? They'll have a very solid impression, at least of what they think they know of me. So I need some, I need to, I mean, I need to make an even playing field. I need to know what they look like, at least. I'm a blind date? Are you kidding me? How are you on a date? I'm curious. Man, am I wonderful. Is your energy level, like, more subdued? Are you... People will think that you're you're Billy Eichner from Billy on the Street. Right, right, right. they go on a date with you for the first time. They see very quickly, though, that I'm not. I'm very chill and very normal and regular. Do you feel, like, any pressure to be on, like, to be funny at all? No. I mean, I don't want to be boring, because most guys are so boring. I go on a date, a lot of dates with very, very nice, good-looking guys. And this is not to say all the guys that go on dates with are boring, in case any of those are listening. But I've been on dates with like many really good-looking, nice, professional, successful, quote-unquote, hard-working, boring people. But maybe that's because you're intimidating. So people feel like they well, can't... Well, that's like, not going to change. Uh, I mean, I am me. So you have to be able to like hang with me. <laughs> you see why I'm single now. I mean, wait. So you think you're intimidating? I think the idea of me to some people might be intimidating, but the second they sit down with me, they will see that it's all very casual and normal. Oh, 
What? It is. You are totally intimidating. Only you nixed everybody on our list. You told me that you wouldn't make love to me. I am gay. And, uh, what else happened before we started recording? <laughs> By the way, I don't remember being asked that specifically. <laughs> now that I think about it. Um, no, I'm, I'm very normal. I'm weirdly normal. I don't know what else to say about it. So who's the boring one now? <laughs> exactly. I'm more boring than you think I'm going to be. No, I've, I've like done interviews. Like I've gone to meet. Now they kind of know. But at the beginning when people were first starting to interview me, once Billy on the Street started to get attention, I would go meet a reporter or something. And they would expect me to be like Billy on the Street. And I could sense in their eyes almost relief and disappointment that I wasn't this character that was going to come and like scream at them and like entertain them. And I'm like, are you an idiot? Like that's a character, you know, like obviously who, no one operates like that in the world. I'm not some nutcase that was on YouTube that they found and threw on TV. You know, I created it. You moron. It's like a joke, you know, it's a joke. Right. Um, and so I think now people get it. Um, but like, yeah, I'm not that guy. Obviously that would be crazy. All right, so we're going to call Kayla, and uh, she is 24, and she's here in L.A. Hello. Hey, Kayla, it's Sim. How are you? Hi, Sim. How are you? I'm doing really well. Anna, say hi to Kayla. Hi, Kayla. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, Anna. How oh are God, you? It's so awesome to talk to you. Oh, thank you so much for doing this. I'm here with Billy Eichner. He's awesome. And yeah, thank Hi, you. Hi, Billy. Hi. Oh my gosh, I love Billy on the Street and Parks and Rec is one of my favorite shows. Oh, thank you so much. He's amazing. You're welcome. And Kayla, thank you truly for, for doing this, being a part of this weird oh my experiment. God, no, thank you guys. All right, so Kayla, tell us what's happening with your boyfriend. We're going to try and help you. Okay, thank you. So I've been dating this guy for a year, and he's absolutely amazing. I adore him and love him, and our relationship is amazing and really fulfilling and great, and I don't really have any issues except for one thing that's kind of been bothering me for a while, which is that he's been unemployed for a year. And when we met, we both kind of bonded over the fact that we hated our jobs, and we're going to quit, and we quit around the same time. And when I quit, I pretty quickly found another job after that. And since then, I've gotten promotions and I've even decided to go back to school to become a therapist. And I have all these like really exciting things going on. 
um, in my career and my boyfriend really has nothing going on before he quit his job. He was working as a production assistant, um, for like commercials and music videos. He absolutely hated it. He was like miserable. And when he quit, he realized like he didn't want to even stay in that industry. So since then he's been going through kind of an identity crisis of sorts and been trying to really like figure out what he wants to do with his life and what he wants to do with his career. He's really confused about like what even the next step is, which I totally empathize with. I've been there before and I I know how scary that is and how hard it is to just not know what you want to do in your life, especially living here in LA where everything is so competitive. And um, so I, I understand it's really hard on him, but on the other hand, it's been a year since he's had a job and Um, I'm struggling to navigate how involved I should be in helping him figure his life out. And I love him and want to support him, but I don't know if I should be like pushing him or if I should be backing away. And my fear is that I don't want this relationship to turn into like a dynamic where I'm less of his girlfriend and more of his mom. Um, I want to be his girlfriend. I don't want to be like a mom like checking in on her son to see if he's done his homework. So, and just to like clarify, we're not living together. So it's not like this is affecting my financial situation in any way, but I do love him and I would love to move in with him at some point. So lately when I've been thinking about us moving in, I kind of have anxiety about it because I don't know how comfortable I would feel about moving in with someone, even if it is someone that I love um, that doesn't have a job. So my question for you guys is, Sorry, sorry. Go on. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, it's okay. I just, what do you? I just want to know, like, what you guys think about what I should be doing in terms of should I be like pushing him and almost like micromanaging his his like job search, or should I just kind of back off and let him figure it out by himself? Like, I want to support him because this is having a huge toll on him emotionally. Like, he, it's not like he's sitting at home enjoying his unemployment. Like he's really, really depressed about it. And I don't want to add to any of the negative feelings he's feeling, but like, where do I draw the line so that I continue to feel like his girlfriend and not his mom? Oh boy. Okay. I have a few questions. First of all, Kayla, I got to tell you, it's so mature of you to, to even pre presenting this question, because I think that so many people have had this, especially in our industry, but I know that I've been there where you're at. And I think it's, it's pretty, it's very commendable of you and, and mature of you to, to think, be thinking about this because of course you oh, don't want to be, yeah, but, but you, you know what I'm saying? Of course you don't want to be, um, uh, nudging somebody who doesn't want to be nudged. You, you want to feel like the, a partner and, and like, just like you mm-hmm. phrased it, not a mom. Um, can I ask you, so what, does he know other things that he wants to do? Has he talked about other passions? So we, when we talk, when I try to ask him about that, I feel like I haven't been able to lately because it's, I feel it like he's like been more depressed about it. Right. Yeah. So I've been trying to be like gentle about it, but when we have talked about it, like he has things that he likes, he loves to cook. He loves video games, Like he has like, he does like a little streaming thing with him and his friends. And like, he likes, um, like sports. He's a huge basketball fan. Like there's things that he really likes and he'll talk about things that are dream jobs, but it's like, he doesn't think that like he could ever put any of that into fruition. It's like, he has very low, I think he has really low self-esteem and just doesn't 
think he can obtain a job that is a dream job. Of how, how is he um, supporting himself? Or is his family helping? His family's helping him, but he is very, very good with money. So he went through a period of time where he was kind of dealing with depression and he did, wasn't really going out much and wasn't doing anything where he was able to spend money. So he saved a lot of money for like a period of two years and he's kind of been living off of that. And he does get a little bit of help from his parents too. Has, is he living with his parents? And no judgment there. I don't mean no. to, no. Oh, no, 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 no. He, he lives, he lives here in LA and his parents are from a different city. Oh, okay. So, um, but he, so he is, he's able to. Well, he's going through his savings, su- right? Yeah. Support himself. Um, How old is he? No, he's not really supporting himself. He's depleting his savings is what he's probably doing. Right. Kayla. Yes, which also worries me because that leaves less money for him to do things that he like travel or like, I don't know, buying something like he oh photography, like he loves photography, but like can't buy cameras because he needs to use that money to pay rent and buy groceries. And it's just become this like cycle of like every ounce of like his savings is going to rent and groceries. How old is he? He's 26. Okay, look, Kayla, I have to go to the gym soon. So I think (laughs) you should dump him. And let me tell you why. And by the way, I know nothing. I've never barely dated anyone, but I'm going to tell you what to do anyway. Um, He sounds like a depressed person who doesn't know what he wants to do with his life. And I think that he needs to figure out who he is before he can be in a proper, healthy, thriving relationship with you. And you, like most women compared to most young men, are more evolved. And uh, you know who you are, or you're getting there a lot quicker than he is professionally, spiritually, emotionally, financially. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know if sort of coddling him, I know that's not what you're doing, but really what choice do you have? You can't talk about it, you can't not talk about it. So I, I think he needs a little time to go and find himself. And I know that's probably hard to hear, but if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. You guys are, mm-hmm. how, how young are you? I'm 24. I mean, you're, a, you're so young. There's no way you're going to end up together. I mean, the chance of you guys ending up together is so minimal. I mean, let's be honest. You're both like babies. So like, I mean, really, why waste your time? Billy, Billy, Billy was efficient. <laughs> I, I, will, I will be gentle. Kayla, I'm trying to save you time and energy. Uh, yes, but, I know he's lovely. I know he likes to play video games. I have an iPhone. I'm a photographer. We all are, Kayla. Okay. <laughs> but like, he needs he needs a job, Kayla. Bottom line. It's true that you don't want to get yourself trapped into a position where it's inevitable that he's going to resent you uh, for your passion and drive and your and and even even like your encouragement and enthusiasm for him. You know, you can't make an unhappy person happy. And uh, and in this town where you sort of where you've got to be proactive in your in your own career, very much so. uh, There's there isn't a lot you can you can do for him, um, except for maybe, uh, you know, I want to be with you. I feel like we're headed down this path where like we are going to mutually resent each other. And I, I, I'd like to prevent that. Um, but if you don't think that's possible, then let's like start to like evaluate where we're at or something. I don't know. Is that like too ridiculous? I'm I'm curious. So Kayla, have you thought about breaking up with him over this? 
Has it ever crossed your mind? So I feel like I'm getting to the point now where I'm, it's starting to affect me. I feel like for a while I was just kind of telling myself, like, I just want to give him time. I, I'm like, I have also felt confused before. I know that it's like, it's a hard process. It's hard to figure out what you want to do. I've been trying to be like empathetic. And I feel like for the first time I'm starting to be like, what's happening? Like, what are we doing? And, and I want, I I don't know. I'm getting to the point where I'm almost like annoyed and, and I don't want it to come across that way, but it's almost like it's, it's been a year and it's, like I'm not that's a long even time. Any- a year's too long. It sounds like it's not going to get any better. And, and yeah. that's and that's not very sexy. Okay, wait. Two questions. So, are you um, in contact with his parents at all? Yes. Are you? Do you like them? Are you close with them? Okay. Yeah, I, I love his family. They're really great people. Would but they also have concerns as well, and we've kind of right. And then he's not- going to feel like yeah. This is this is a this is a tough one for you, Kayla. I, because Does he go to a therapist. That's another thing. I've been trying to suggest that he go see a therapist. And I've even like because I work I work in the mental health industry right now. So I even had like recommendations for him. And it's like he's appreciative of it. But it's, it's kind of like the job thing. It's like it gets talked about, but no steps get taken. To so, right. so what, does he, do? what does he do during the day? Um, I'm actually not. Sure. Ugh. Like when I at, when it's gone to that's another this thing. Sounds like, like porn and video games and weed. Him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably in that bad order. Him like, oh, how was your day? And he was just like, well, I don't really have anything to report on, and and it just becomes kind of awkward, and I don't want to make him feel awkward. Kayla, so like, you're only like you're only 24. Yeah. You got to live your life, girl. As they say, yeah. You know, I, you like know, this guy's gonna like weigh you down. He's got to figure out his shit. If it's meant to be, it's meant yeah. to be. Yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. I think Billy's completely right that that um, that inevitably there's resent there's going to be resentment between you two, and and life is just a little too short to um, to to feel to be, to be in a relationship where you feel obligated to lift somebody up. You're working hard. Right. You're following your dream, and you can't give that to somebody else. You can't you know, make somebody else follow that, follow their dream. Uh, right. I mean, Sam? you have no, to, call, right. you have to call a podcast. You deserve better hey, than that. Hey, not Kayla. have to. Gets to. Hey, hey, Billy. Oh, sorry. You. Sorry. Sorry. Apologies to our sponsors. Kayla, I am sorry. Billy's right. a dick. <laughs> That's my podcast. Hey, Kayla, are you, I'm sorry about this, uh, this advice. I don't know if you wanted to hear this. I'm sure you already knew this inside, but is this okay? Is it okay if we leave you with this advice? I mean, I'm, I just yes, feel like, I mean, yeah, of course. I really, I really appreciate it. I think I just needed like another perspective because I haven't really told anyone that it's been something that's bothering me for a while. And please know that this is, this is very common. I, I went through something very similar in my twenties. And I also, um, I, I think, I think it's very telling that you guys don't live together. I think that's really wise. Uh, I think that your, your gut is telling you something and I think you should listen to it. And he he may be a wonderful guy, and maybe who knows? Maybe he'll feel like a little kick in the pants if if with some time mm-hmm. apart from you, he can't be dependent. You're not a security blanket. I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm sure that maybe when he's 30, 33, 35, he'll become motivated one day. But right, but he's gonna have no. Who knows? You're Sometimes right. it takes a long no, no, time no, for a guy no, to no. kick into gear. You're right. You're but you're right totally now it's mismatched right. career ambitions. They're on the wrong place. She obviously is way, way, way 
further ahead than him. So yeah. I, I, right now it's just a product of and, their wrong timing. And I want somebody to be excited about your dreams, Kayla. You know, you, you, like I want, mm-hmm. I want you to have a partner that's like, oh my God, this is awesome. I, I'm like, I love that you have, you know, this kind of ambition. I have this kind of ambition. I'm so proud. Of, you know, you, like somebody that sh- that's inspiring you as opposed to what Billy said, you know, bringing you down. Right. You're 24. You should be running out in the world. Don't even date anyone. Bi- I mean, <laughs> Billy doesn't believe in relationships. Before it's too late. Seriously, I agree with Billy. You're gonna have like six too. kids and a and a bad marriage. You have time for that, you know? Like, you know, put it off as long as you can before society starts judging you. Oh, Kayla. Kayla, thank you so much. Please, please keep no, us thank posted. Thank you guys so much. I, I really love you. It. Thank you so much. You're welcome, you, Kayla. I love you. Bye. Keep yeah. Please keep us posted. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much. Bye, Kayla. Bye. Good luck. Bye. Bye. Hey, um, were you just checking your? grinder no i wasn't what i should have checking? maybe kayla's boyfriend's on there maybe that's the problem <laughs> hey billy yes. thank you so much oh my god thank you for having me oh my god this mic is freaking no, that was that was my no, mic sorry Sim okay. has dropped the mic I, like, twice a few literally. times like three times not yet. in the cool way yeah <laughs> you just literally dropped the mic <laughs> amy are you sure you are want to have a child with this i'm, I'm, I'm the father person? of your baby <laughs> Dad. Thank you so much I for being here. I love this podcast. I hope I wasn't too hard on Kayla. I just I had no. to be honest. No, no, no. I, I think it's such it's such a familiar problem when you have somebody in the relationship that's um, that just has like a different uh, trajectory, and it feels clear as an uh, you know when you're older when you mm-hmm. see that. And in the time, it's it's um, you know it's confusing. You start off as kids, pretty much. One becomes an adult, and the other one is still hanging on to being a kid and that's that's a problem yeah yeah and then like oh yeah resent and resentment like you know leaks out in all different kinds of ways he'll get cut off from his family one day he'll run out of his savings and all of a sudden he's going to start to borrow money from her and then that's going to become even worse i mean it's just gonna you know you know how the story ends yep I've been single Kayla's since get 2003, laid, so what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, thank you, Billy, thank you. so much. Thank you, all you thank guys you, Billy. for having me. Um, yeah, yeah, you're fantastic. And, and maybe- everyone, please vote and tell, everyone should vote, and particularly tell the young people in your lives to vote, no matter who they're going to vote for. But I mean, don't be an idiot. Vote for the right person. But vote. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Bye. Good night. We love you. Bye.